So the Pope is in the air, headed for Quebec City after, uh, well, how long would it be? 24, 48, 72 hours in our city, almost exactly. He arrived Sunday morning, leaving today, so, uh, and it's been a busy few days. And front and centre through much of it uh, has been uh, Aaron Paquette. He is uh, Edmonton City Councillor, representing Ward Dene. He's also Edmonton's first Métis and Cree Councillor, and he was named Deputy Mayor for the Papal Visit. Uh, Councillor, thank you so much for joining us. I appreciate your time today. Oh, thanks for having me, Shay. I'm a big fan. Um, as Deputy Mayor, you've, uh, you've, of course, very much involved in this papal visit. I know you were there when the Pope arrived on Sunday, and you were part of a number of the ceremonies and uh, events that took place this week. So just give us your overall impression now that it's behind us. What, uh, what was the experience like for you? You know, the experience for me was uh, similar to, I think, what the experience was for a lot of Indigenous people, and that is uh, I'm exhausted. Yeah. emotionally, physically, spiritually, mentally. Um, it took a lot uh, because for uh, so many people in our community and in our families, uh, this visit has not only been an emotional sense of closure for some, but for others, just a, a re-triggering and re-traumatizing event. And so there's a lot of mixed emotions and a lot of work to do in the aftermath of this historic visit. And I think you make a really good point, like the the response, the reaction, the people, the feelings that people are having uh, now in the days following, they're different. And, and I guess that's the way we should expect it to be, right? It's not the same experience for everybody. Well, that's exactly it. Um, although there are commonalities that we can find, um, you can say the same thing about the experience of residential school and forced adoptions yeah. and, the, and the abuse that went on. You know, we have to remember that this happened to individuals, especially individual children who lived lives in, in, in pain, sorrow, and even terror. And they carry that into their adult lives. And it's an intergenerational pain because, of course, it's been happening for five generations. And so the responses are obviously going to, by nature, have to be individual responses. Um, the the meaning of this, of course, was to uh, fulfill one of the recommendations made in the Truth and Reconciliation Commission report, uh, that the Pope come to Canada and deliver an apology on Canadian soil as part of the path towards reconciliation. Do you think that was fulfilled? I know a lot of people feel it was. Some say it wasn't. They didn't get what they wanted. Um, do you think that's a check mark beside one of the 94 TRC recommendations? I think it's the best check mark we can uh, expect to see in our lifetime. So, yes. Yeah. Uh, I mean, a, a lot of people are saying it was very um, legalistically managed. Uh, it was very careful not to implicate the church, but only implicate individuals and bad apples, so to speak. But um, at the same time, uh, just even acknowledging this is historic. So I think you've got to mark that as a win. Do you think, uh, you know, we, I mean, like you say, the... The residential experiences are different for everybody involved. And we still, you know, one of the things that has struck me as we've talked about this for over a year now is the number of Indigenous people I've spoken to on the air who have said, you know what, all you had to do was listen. We've been telling you about this for a long time. You just didn't listen. None of this that's happening is a mystery to us. We've been telling you about the experience and nobody really paid attention. Now, with the Pope coming here and talking about the evils and the atrocities committed among these people by members of the Roman Catholic Church, um, can we we just put to rest uh, in some ways? Is it a vindication? Is it a validation? And is it a, we've always been saying this and now he's admitting it. And does that make a difference? I think so. Um, you know, some people are still obviously going to deny it to their last breath, but I think for uh, the general population, yeah, um, we're saying this happened. Uh, the Pope is saying, absolutely. Like we, they have their own records, by the way, which should be released, but they know 
what has happened. In fact, they, um, in Canada here, they're still kind of on the hook for, I think, $24 million that uh, has been outstanding since, what, 2008, maybe? And uh, so, you know, it's been a while. Uh, they know that, that it happened, and they've now said that it happened. They've apologized for it. So maybe we can actually see this as the official start of reconciliation in Canada. You say start. I mean, there's got to be actions. It can't just be words. That's what I wanted to ask you, because I've spoken to a number of people this week who have said, yeah, this is great. This is one step on the road to recovery, but it can't be, oh, look, we did this. Now, this needs to be the start. What's next? What do you want to see happen next? Well, uh, the city of Edmonton is already committed to fulfilling all the uh, calls to action from the TRC and from the missing and murdered Indigenous women and girls uh, uh, inquiry. And so, we're there, but there's only so much we can do as a municipality uh, because a lot of these things happen to be provincial and federal um, responsibilities and issues. So what we're calling for is partnership and not just, you know, a, a grudging partnership, but a full-throated support that uh, we're going to do this work. I mean, Shay, none of us, I mean, you and I talking about this, we're not responsible for what happened generations ago. Right. But we do have an incredible opportunity to write the next chapters of Canada in a way that we can be really proud, loud and proud about it, and uh, that delivers something better to our children and theirs. I was doing some reading about you uh, prior to this interview, and I can't remember what it was in. might have been a global news story where you were talking a bit about generational trauma. Now, you didn't attend residential school. You're too young for that. But you talked about how the residual generational trauma that was created within that system affected you personally. Uh, And I thought that, that message is so important. Yeah, you know, my wife and I, we both represent the first generations in our family for over five generations who were not taken from our home as children. And uh, so we had an opportunity to to grow a little bit more uh, healthily. Um, But there are still kids today who are being taken. Uh, Shay, over half the kids in care in Canada are Indigenous, even though the Indigenous community represents such a small percentage. That generational trauma that we're talking about, that is the result of intentional attempts to destroy individuals and communities. And we're seeing the aftermath. It's in every family. It it even affects my own children because they have to hear what happened to their Muslim or to their Kukum. And they know that that's um, a reality, that even though we're not doing it now, that it could have happened is still almost like a constant threat. Let me put it this way, Shay. If it can happen... Uh, to my children or my parents and grandparents, what is to say that if we don't make this commitment that this will never, ever happen again, that it won't happen to someone else's kid in the future, your grandkid, your great-grandkid, until every child is safe, Shay, no child is safe. And that's what we should focus on. Uh, Yeah, yeah, I think you're absolutely right. And I think getting that message is, is so important. How... You know, try and project into the future when you look back at your experience this week, not only as uh, a member of the Indigenous community, but as a member of City Council and being part of, you know, it's an historic moment for the City of Edmonton. Where does this fit in? Yeah, um, well, let's put it this way. When we see the impacts of residential school and forced adoptions, we see them uh, on our city streets. We see people with broken lives uh, who are suffering from mental Uh, health issues, emotional health, uh, from addictions, from houselessness. These are the direct results of this intention to destroy communities and destroy lives. We see it on our streets every day. That is where the work has to begin. We actually have to put action behind our words. We need the province and the federal government to step up to help 
municipalities across Canada because it's not just Edmonton experiencing this. Mm-hmm. And these are real lives. I mean, and some people say, oh, those people don't want help or, you know, whatever. These are people who received, quote, unquote, help as children, and it wrecked them. So is it any wonder that they are a little bit skeptical about what is being offered now? I mean, we have to put work and action behind our words. Until we see each other, Shay, and everyone else as human, uh, we're certainly not going to get very far. Great message. Uh, Councillor, thank you so much for your time today. I really appreciate you joining us. Oh, I appreciate you, Shay, and everything you do. Thanks. Thank you, sir. That is Councillor Aaron Paquette, uh, Edmonton City Councillor Ward Dene, uh, Edmonton's first Métis, and Cree Councillor, uh, Deputy Mayor, uh, during the papal visit. And uh, he was uh, part of the welcoming committee, and he's been at all the events. And um, as I say, those events have now wrapped up, at least in our province. But the papal visit does continue. Um, the Pope is now uh, headed for Quebec City. There'll be a brief ceremony today at the Plains of Abraham. He'll hold Mass tomorrow, um, and then he's off to Iqaluit for a brief stop on Friday on his way back to the Vatican. So it's been a busy week. Um, you might have seen the footage yesterday. He attended the annual pilgrimage at Lac St. Anne, the healing waters of Lac St. Anne. The Pope was there um, and uh, was supposed to go in the in the Pope mobile, from what I understand, down the long path to the lake, but instead... Um, took the wheelchair and uh, was accompanied by a number of uh, members of the Indigenous communities from around the area. So, I mean, it's been busy. There's been a lot going on. I don't think, you know, sitting back at this point in time and saying, okay, it's over and done, here's what it means, is easy or it's something we need to try and do. Uh, Because, you know, everyone we've spoken to this week has made it clear the reaction, the response, the feeling, the emotion, all of that is different. It's individual, which makes perfect sense. We're dealing with individuals and they're all going to feel differently about it. So I don't know if we'll be able to actually say this is what was accomplished or wasn't accomplished by this papal visit today, tomorrow, a year from now. It's going to be something that's sort of, it's historic. And as we've heard from a lot of people, it's means different things for different people, but it is a step, right? It's a step on the road to reconciliation. 